Welcome to the Adoption and Foster Care Journey, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children and youth through adoption, foster, and kinship care. Hosted by an adoptive mom with over 22 years of kinship and adoptive parenting experience, she's on this journey with you. Please welcome Sandra Flack. Do you not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. That is from 1 Corinthians 9.24. I'm your host, Sandra Flack. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. Today, we are going to be talking about running, running a race, a 5K, where the prize is FASD awareness. And I have a special guest coming up shortly. But first, I would like to tease out a special series of episodes with my guest, Dr. Jared Brown, PhD. Uh, Dr. Brown specializes in trauma, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, autism, forensics, and trauma brain injuries. Uh, He is an expert on everything trauma. And I'm recording a series of episodes with Dr. Brown focusing on uh, topics uh, of particular interest to adoptive and foster parents, such as prenatal trauma, adverse childhood experiences, attachment, and so much more. Dr. Brown is a treasure trove of information and practical application. So be sure to watch your inbox for those episodes. Uh, Regular episodes of this podcast, The Adoption and Foster Care Journey, they drop in your inbox on Mondays, but this special series with Dr. Brown will drop on a different day. They are basically bonus episodes. Now, right now at this recording, I'm not exactly sure which day uh, of the week we will be dropping the bonus episodes, but just be paying attention to your inbox. You'll see them pop in there. So you'll want to make sure to give a listen. Also, as we journey together through the summer months, uh, looking ahead to the new school year, several of our summer episodes throughout the month of August will feature discussions about educating our foster and adopted children, especially those with trauma and FASD. So whether you utilize public school, private school, or you homeschool, um, whether you love what you've been doing and it's been working, or you are pulling your hair out and you have no idea what the new school year is going to look like for your kiddo um, and your family, you won't want to miss these informative episodes uh, with fellow parents navigating the same rocky road. So stay tuned because those are some of the regular episodes that will be popping into your inbox on Mondays. Uh, We have so much excellent and relevant content to bring you on the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast. You won't want to miss a single episode. So if you are not yet a subscriber to this podcast, I would sincerely appreciate it. If you would take a moment and subscribe, leave a review if you're on Apple or one of those uh, platforms that allows you to actually leave a review. Uh, It's super simple, but it makes a huge 
impact. When you subscribe, and especially when you subscribe and leave a review, it signals to that infamous algorithm out there in cyberspace that this show is relevant and important, and it will uh, appear when people are searching for podcasts about adoption, foster care, kinship care. Um, and we want those folks to, to find this show very easily. Uh, we believe it is vital for the parenting journey and we want people to be able to find it easily. So please take a moment and subscribe. Not only will you have the benefit of every new episode just appearing on your device, but it will make it easier for other parents on the same journey to find this podcast as well. So, and you know, if you do find this podcast an encouragement and a help and a support, we believe you are, uh, that's why you're listening. We would like to hear from you. So if you would like to leave a comment or if you have a question, uh, a suggestion, a topic you want us to cover, a guest you want us to interview, please reach out to me by email. You can email me directly. My email address is Sandra Flack, JFO at gmail.com. Or you can go to our ministry website, justicefororphansny.org, and you can reach me there as well. Stay tuned to the end of this episode. I've got some exciting announcements to share with you. But now to our special guest. She's a returning guest, Rebecca Tulu. Rebecca is an adult adoptee with an FASD. You think I'd be able to say that without being tongue-tied. Fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. She's also a wife, a mother, author, advocate, and runner. She is the visionary of Run FASD, Run Fast, as we sometimes call it. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So please welcome returning guest, Rebecca Tulu. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, how are you? I am great and so excited to have you back on the show. Um, we are just weeks away from September, believe it or not. Um, September is International FASD Awareness Month and the Run FASD 5K but before we get to all of those important details, um, I just really want our listeners to bring them up to speed. Not everybody maybe has caught our past episodes. You've been on the show before, um, but let's bring them up to speed on your story. Um, if you would share um, the backstory, being adopted as a baby uh, up to when you learned about FASD, can you kind of give us that overall um, story of your life? Absolutely, Sandra. So um, I was, I am 42 now. So I was adopted at one month old out of New Jersey and um, by my mom and dad. And uh, they brought me home. And when they brought me home, they were told I was, you know, a very healthy baby. But when they brought me home, things started to fall apart. So um, I was sick constantly. Um, I had bronchitis, I had ear infections, um, I was not eating, so um, my parents got nervous and they took me to the pediatrician, and the pediatrician said that, um, this is 1980 guys, but he said that I had facial features of fetal alcohol syndrome, but nobody knew who my birth mom was or what her 
story was. So um, he said, I have facial features, but that was the only thing that he went on for fetal alcohol syndrome, that he didn't equate my sicknesses with possible FAS. So he said, let's do a wait and see approach. Um, gave my parents antibiotics for the ear infections and, you know, called it a day. So um, I was diagnosed as failure to thrive. So um, I was very little. Um, I was born 6'14", but I just didn't gain weight. And uh, my parents took me to Johns Hopkins in Maryland because that's where I was. And they had me tested for all these genetic abnormalities. Um, cystic fibrosis was one of them. And everything came back normal. So they were stumped and pediatrician was stumped and didn't go back to the FAS at all. Didn't even think of that again. So then um, I think I was 18 months and I had started to eat a little more, but I still was underweight. They put tubes in my ears. So once that happened, um, I started eating and the ear infections became less and I started thriving. So that was really good. My milestones were met on time. I walked, I talked, I, you know, played. All those were um, within normal limits. Um, and then, so everything, I was just seen as a healthy baby. And uh, I grew and I went, you know, I went to school. Um, I did very well academically. Um, and then I went to college. So I did, I um, went to college and... I struggled because uh, there was a lot of papers to write, a lot of research to do, and I struggled making paragraphs make sense. I didn't know why at all. I just thought it was me. Um, they did have me tested for a learning disability in graduate school. Um, and all they told me was something's different and we don't know what. And that was it. They didn't give me a diagnosis, nothing. And they didn't know my history either. And at that point, I didn't know much. So I did fail graduate school um, to be a speech therapist. And, but then I, you know, I did get a job. I got married and then I got a job in insurance and I've been in insurance ever since in medical claims and uh, I'm successful and I love it. But when I was 34, um, I found my birth mom, I think when I was 34 years old or 33. And I found out that she was an alcoholic um, and that she drank throughout my pregnancy. And I found that out from acquaintances and people that worked with her at the bar. Um, never got to meet her. She passed away uh, in 1999. But I did go. Um, I knew she was an alcoholic. So then I told my mom this. And then my mom received some pamphlet in the mail from Bethany Christian Services and that's where they adopted me from. And she called me up and she said, I think you have fetal alcohol syndrome. And the pamphlet was about FASDs. So my mom read me the description. And this was, I mean, 34 years later. So they knew a lot more, the doctors did. And she read me the description, um, trouble with math, trouble with money, very impulsive, and at that point, I was, I used to go from zero to 60. Like if I got upset, I would get upset very quickly. Um, I've tamed that somewhat. Um, so with all those things, I decided, and given we knew my mom drank, my mom and I um, went 
together to a neurologist. Um, <laughs> and the neurologist came into the room and goes, I just Googled FASD and you don't have the facial features and that's all I know. So I didn't get a diagnosis with the neurologist. It blew my mind that they are a brain-based doctor and they know nothing. Just that one. I can't speak for all neurologists. So from there, I took it upon myself to find somebody that knew what they were doing and to diagnose me. So I actually went to a pediatric geneticist at age 34. Um, I uh, wrote down a whole story of my life and I sent photos as a baby and you can clearly tell that I had the facial features. Um, they dissipated over time. Um, and this girl, this lady, Dr. Natasha Schur, out of Albany, New York, took my case. So I was the only adult she had ever seen. And she loved taking me on because I was a, she said I was a success case where she could use my story to talk to other parents of those with children that both are struggling because they don't see an end in sight and um, that there is hope. So she diagnosed me with fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, but because she didn't meet my birth mom, she was not comfortable writing it as a concrete diagnosis. So she wrote it in the report, but she put probable. Um, but she's like, I, I'm sure you have it, but because I haven't seen your birth mom, I can't write down the diagnosis code. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Um, which was interesting. So in the future, I hope that they don't need to talk to the birth parents because that's a whole nother area. Um, and that's going to prevent us from getting the help we need. So, yeah. So then, because, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I was just going to, I was just going to say that so many families that are, have adopted children who are fostering children, we don't necessarily have that birth history, right? but yet this population of children, it's, it's, so prevalent among, but yet barely diagnosed because of that one missing piece. If doctors are still relying on maternal admission and you don't have that piece, it's hard to get a diagnosis. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Especially when you adopt overseas, it's very difficult to find out that birth mom's information. And then you have, you know, even the local adoptions, there's still a great stigma where some moms just don't want to come forward They're They feel yeah. bad and there's that guilt. And so I am hoping with everyone's support for FASD awareness that that can go by the wayside and they can use other parameters to diagnose us. So um, I did, so I had this diagnosis and I decided that I wanted to become an advocate for FASDs. And uh, part of my brain is that I want to learn as much as I can about anything that I'm interested in. So I was interested in FASD because now I had an FASD and uh, I Googled everything I could find. And um, I became an advocate for anyone associated with FASD. Um, my first interview was with uh, FASD United with Andy. Oh my gosh. Was, uh, I don't say his last name right. With Andy Katchor. Um, he was my first interview for an adult being diagnosed. And then I went on to do conferences um, for adoption conferences for the um, AAC. Um, I did an Albany conference for adoption about FASD. 
Um, I was on two panels a couple years and um, a couple years for uh, Proof Alliance, mm -hmm. and that's in Minnesota. Um, I would love to go back and speak um, at a conference if they have another one. So, um, yeah, and I, I've talked at support groups for um, MassFAS, um, which is Massachusetts support group for moms. And uh, I've talked to them about my experiences as a child and as an adolescent. Um, yeah, and I wrote a book that I incorporated my diagnosis and things that I look back on in my former years and was like, oh my God, that's why I did that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, so your book is Tenacity. It's available yes. on Amazon. We will definitely put a link in the show notes for this episode so that our listeners can find that book. I've read it. I was just, I couldn't put it down. I had to like cover to cover kind of thing over a weekend. So I recommend if you're a parent, um, definitely check out uh, Tenacity, Rebecca's book. And uh, you and I have gotten to partner. Um, you spoke at a conference with me on a panel yes. uh, last yes. summer. And then the first time I heard about you, I was listening to Jeff Noble's podcast, yes. FAS <laughs> Success. And I'm listening like to this story. And when he he's out of Canada and he introduces you, um, as you know, being from Voorheesville, New York. And I'm like, wait, what? That's yeah. like right around the corner from my house. So I was, just, I knew I had to meet you and um, connect with you because we're in the same community. Um, but I didn't know, you know, until then that you existed. So I just get a big kick out of that. Now you've been on that my was podcast. awesome. Yep. And yeah, yeah, presenting with you was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah it was awesome. Yeah, awesome. so, and I'm sure that you and I will do more collaboration because as, as I become uh, a facilitator of the facets model, and I know you're going through some facets training and um, we're going to get to do lots of fun local things together as well. And you've just become a passionate advocate, like you mentioned, spreading awareness about FASD. Um, and I love all that you're doing, including run FASD. So September is, like we mentioned, International FASD Awareness Month. Um, and last September in 2021 was the first run fast, run FASD, um, which is something you dreamed of doing. So tell us about your inspiration for run FASD. Okay. So actually, um, I've been a runner and I calculated this out and it's over 30 years. I started running when I was around nine or 10. And then I just kept running and uh, I don't do it as much anymore, but um, it's, I, I do run. I try to on a weekly basis. Um, so what happened, COVID hit and I went stir crazy um, and I hadn't been running a lot, but then COVID hit and I had to do something with myself because we were at home working and everything was shut down. So I started running again. And then I was, I think I was talking to my mom about wanting to do this. Um, I wanted to do a virtual run and I wanted to raise awareness for something. And my mom's like, raise awareness for FASD. And I'm like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> so then I was on Natalie Vecchione's podcast and yep. she was asking me where I saw myself in five years or some, something around that question. And I said, well, I want to do a virtual run for FASD. And she's like, well, let's do it. And we made it happen. It was insane. We actually made it happen um, with a lot less time than we had this year. <laughs> we got FASD United on board, Jennifer Wisdall, 
Sandra was involved, which was just everybody came together and we made it happen. And my husband coined the, uh, the name of the run because run fast with a D instead of a T and it was very cool. Um, I love the name. Um, but the best part is you don't have to run it. Um, it's a virtual 5k and I went virtual because for a couple of reasons, um, given COVID, uh, which is, you know, it was big last year, uh, races were not what they are coming back to. They were, uh, a lot of virtual races. So people wouldn't be in groups and people would be spaced. So I went with virtual so people could do what was comfortable for them and their health. And then it's also, it wasn't as expensive because trying to do a fundraiser, as everyone knows, Sandra, I know you know this, <laughs> is very, it can be, you just don't know what you're, it, it could be very expensive. So, um, and I don't mind the expense at all, but given that it was my first year, um, I tried to, uh, do, you know, do something a little less um, expensive. So virtual is the way to go and everyone does them now. Um, yeah. So yeah, but you don't have to run it. You can, this one is a 5k your way. So you can run it, you can walk it, you can bike it, you can row it. You could do it over days. It's like almost, um, it's September 9th through September 25th. Yeah. And I think being virtual, it opens it up to, it breaks those, like, you don't have to go to a specific place at a specific time. People anywhere across the country and even around the world can participate any day during that time of September 9th through 25th, anytime they want, anywhere they want, any how they want. Mm -hmm. And we're all united in this cause. And you can do meetups this year. We'll talk about that shortly. You you can do meetups so that you're meeting with groups and spreading awareness because now we're able to go out and do that a little bit more so. But you don't have to. You could just take uh, a, a 5K walk with your family on a Saturday afternoon and count that as your virtual 5k. So that is so exciting. Um, so I love, so we're talking a little bit about how it works. Um, so we can do, you can do whatever you want, like we mentioned, and um, JFO, my organization is a platinum sponsor for yeah. run FASD this year. And we would love for our listeners to participate. So because you can participate from anywhere in the world, right? any one of those days, any way that you want. Rebecca, how would listeners officially register if they wanted to do that? Okay, so um, here's, uh, so you can, anyone can do it. And it, it, so we actually, to register, you go to www.run as in Nancy, F. ASD is in david.org. It takes you to our website, the Run Fast website. And you can also get to it through FASD United's website because all proceeds go to FASD United from this virtual 5K. There is a little glitch. Um, we're hoping maybe next year to have it fixed. But so uh, the US and Canada right now are the ones that we can send the shirts and the bling to. Mm-hmm. Outside of Canada um, and the US, we are not able to, um, but I, I wanted to be honest with that. But 
if you are anywhere in the world, please don't let that stop you. I, if you want, um, there is, you can still participate. You can still donate. You can, uh, there's other uh, teams you can donate under. You can make your own team to donate. You can still run it and walk it. Uh, you can still do the virtual 5K. Unfortunately, at this time, we just don't have the capacity to send outside of Canada. But I, if you want to, I have the logo and I can email you the logo. You send me your email. I'll email you the logo, print it out, put it on a shirt, like seriously. And, and as people will ask you, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for next year, but right now we're just trying to, um, there are ways around it. Just email me and we can definitely figure it out. Yeah. So if 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 our listeners are outside of the United States and Canada, if you want the logo to put on a shirt, to be able to be official in that capacity, Rebecca, uh, we'll put links again in the show notes. Rebecca can email you the logo, but if you go to runfasd.org, you can register from anywhere from five to $35, $35 gets you like the the big bag of bling, right? You get the t-shirt with the logo, the JFO logo is on the back because we are a platinum sponsor um, and and some other organizations as well. Um, But, and then you get the medal. So like you can like, and I know last year we had a picture of me and Slava with our medals um, because when I registered, we got the t-shirt and the medal. But if you don't want a t-shirt, if you don't want a medal, you just want the number to wear with the yep, logo on it, yep. right? So you can see the different options or you can go on and you don't even need any of the bling, but you can uh, sponsor one of the meetup groups, right? Um, which is what uh, Rebecca has a meetup group that we're partnering together on. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can do this, but go to runfasd.org to figure out what way you, that you want to do this, um, because we want so many people to, to be uh, to join in. And the, and the funds do go towards uh, FASD United, which is the national organization on FASD here in the United States. JFO is now an affiliate in New York state, one of two affiliates on FASD and we're part of FASD United. So it, it helps to spread advocacy. That's what the fund, the, the fund raising goes towards. Uh, last year uh, for the first run, my son Slava and I met up with you, Rebecca, yeah. in Voorheesville, and we did the five uh, 5K together. Now I we walked because I don't really run well, <laughs> and my knees and my feet don't like running. Um, but we wanted to get together and just do it together, so we had a great time. We met up and we walked it together. So this year we've decided to make our meetup official. Um, so any of our local listeners who would like to walk, run, roll, row, however you want to do the 5K, um, I will be walking. Rebecca will probably be running. Slava will be walking. But we are going to gather our team together. Um, I know our JFO board members will be on hand. Uh, but, you know, the famous people, Slava, Rebecca, me, we yes. will be there in Voorheesville on September 10th. At 9.30 a.m., it's a Saturday morning. We're going to meet at the head of the rail trail. um, And we are going to do this thing together. And we would love for you to join us. Again, you can officially register and get the bling um, at runfasd.org. 
Or maybe you hear about this very last minute and you were like, oh, I didn't register, but I would have shown up. We'll show up anyway, right? Exactly. You, <laughs> you register to show up, but we really, you know, if you register, then we get to set, you know, we get to keep track of how many people are participating and you get the bling and the funds go to um, FASD United, but we just want everybody to come out because when people come out, we can make this invisible disability visible, bring awareness, spread the word. And we are really wanting there to be um, that awareness because families and individuals need support, um, need help. And by bringing awareness, um, that is what we hope to do. Everybody pretty much knows or has heard about autism, right? Um, We all probably know somebody diagnosed with autism. And the reason why autism is so well known is because of passionate parent advocates, right? Well, one in 59 children is diagnosed with autism, but one in 20 actually has FASD. So FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, much more prevalent but much less known. And we are trying, just like the amazing parent advocates for autism awareness, we wanna bring awareness around FASD because it's so much more prevalent. So that's what we're doing with this walk, this 5K, run, walk, roll, whatever you wanna do. That's why we want you to join us and we want you to go to runfasd.org to learn more. So having said all of that, I probably took the took over the, the bandstand here, but Rebecca, what do you hope will be accomplished this year through Run FASD? So what I'm hoping for is just, again, just like last year, you know, um, to build awareness and community. But this year, I'm hoping we build more community. And given that we have the meetups, um, I'm hoping that more community can be built. And like, I, I hope a lot of my friends and um, your friend, Sandra, and just a lot of other people come together and ask questions and that they ask the questions of, well, what is FASD? And um, I think through awareness, that community is going to become very close. And um, this year's motto is stepping up awareness. So that's where we're at. It's always about awareness, but um, I am hopeful that more people that haven't asked me questions before will come to this um, meetup on September 10th and ask me the questions that they probably always wanted to, but they were too shy. <laughs> I am an open yeah. book. I will answer anything. I, no questions off the table. So yeah, same here. Same here. I'm, yeah. I've always been an open <laughs> book as a mom and, and, uh, and, and so my family will be there. And I know bringing awareness is so vital. I have, I have this big dream of one day there being an FASD clinic in Albany, New York, in the capital district of upstate New York, because in the state of New York, if you wanted a specialist on FASD, you would have to go to Rochester mm-hmm. or there's one expert down in New York city. Yes. And then there's nothing in the rest of the entire rest of the state of New York. And you know, the capital region is, is a, is a vital area. So there should be a clinic that specializes in FASD with practitioners that know it and see it and understand it and can not only diagnose, but offer supports, right. 
That is hugely lacking. But this awareness and the FASD Respect Act and all of the things that are going on, and you can learn all about this at FASDunited.org um, as well, um, and at JFO.com, uh, JFO, well, I'll give you our website after, but um, bringing the awareness opens up these doors of opportunities because we begin to build connections build community, build relationships, bringing awareness. And that's what we want to do. So something as simple as gathering together for a virtual or in-person 5K and walking, running, rolling um, to bring awareness about FASD is, is a huge step forward in that effort. So I am just so grateful, Rebecca, um, for all that you are doing to make, again, this invisible disability visible. You're an amazing advocate and I'm so excited and I can't wait for us to meet up in <laughs> September together. Um, you Great. can, Hey, come on out and you can take selfies with Rebecca and I and Slava. Yes. Slava loves being famous. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I love he it. Can't wait. So you can actually come out and meet us all in person. We would love for you to be there. Um, and any last thoughts, Rebecca, before we go? Um, the only last thought I have is that, um, <clears throat> Those of us that are learning about FASD and those of us that don't know much about it, if you have um, a child that you suspect might have an FASD or is diagnosed, it can be a tough and challenging road, as Sandra knows. The one thing that I want to um, tell you guys, and I know it's it's hard, that it's, it's um, brain-based behavior. When we make mistakes, when we do not listen, when we are impulsive, we don't want to be, we don't mean to be. And when we're, we come across as lazy, we're not being lazy. It's our brain. If we had it any other way, we wouldn't be the way we are. It's not us. It's, it's our brain. We have brain damage and we're doing the best we can. And I know it's frustrating sometimes, but just try to keep that in the back of your mind. And I know it's hard. Um, I don't know how my parents did it through my teenage years but um yes so that's you know it's brain-based behavior it's yeah hard to always think brain right we learned that in our facets training think brain and we'll be talking more about that on this show as well so um again thank you so much rebecca for being on the show and um we're so excited to be partnering with you i can't wait for the meetup September 10th yeah. in Voorheesville, New York on the rail trail. We're going to post links in the show notes so our listeners can easily register for Run FASD. Whether you plan to run, walk, roll the 5K in person or virtually wherever you are, anytime that you want to between September 9th and 25th, you yeah. would go to runfasd.org. We will include the links in the show notes. Um, come on out and support FASD United's advocacy efforts and get some awesome bling through the website by registering. Um, get that t-shirt and all the other stuff if you want it. If not, just show up and just show your support that way. Um, and of course, uh, for my local capital region of upstate New York listeners, please join us on September 10th at 9.30 a.m. in Voorheesville. Um, again, there you're going to be able to meet Rebecca, myself, Slava, our families. We're going to be there. Come on out and support a great cause. Again, you're going to sign up at runfasd.org. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra.
And thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey. I hope you found some inspiration and encouragement through Rebecca's story. Be sure to check out the show notes again for this episode where you can find links to everything that we mentioned. Uh, Also, I want to let you know about our FASD 101 training that I'm currently offering online or in person. Uh, It's a 90-minute training about FASD for parents and or professionals. Uh, And you can register for the training at our website, at our JFO website, justicefororphansny.org. Our website is brand new and all updated. So if you have not checked it out ever or in a very long time, I invite you to go on over. Um, Our um, my assistant, Kathy Seawalk, she's our uh, JFO's assistant director. She's also an incredible graphic and web designer by trade. Uh, she did a beautiful job updating our website. <clears throat> so please go check that out, justicefororphansny.org. Um, I keep teasing out that we have something very special brewing coming up in September that you will want to be a part of. It's a collaboration with another FASD adoptive mama. Uh, We're gonna be offering an online virtual support group uh, that you can be part of as well as building in some more uh, features to create a community of resources uh, for families. So be sure to stay tuned as we will begin very soon uh, announcing more details surrounding that. So I appreciate you listening today. Um, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Let your fellow adoptive and foster parenting friends know about this podcast uh, so that they can be encouraged and equipped also. And I'm super excited. You can check out my family's kinship and Ukrainian adoption story in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. It has just been nominated for a Golden Scroll Award. I am honored and excited to be traveling to Lexington, Kentucky in August for the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association Conference where the winners will be announced. So stay tuned to find out if the book wins a Golden Scroll. If you'd like a copy It's available wherever you get your books, including on Amazon. If you order on Amazon after you read it, please, please, please go in there and leave a review. Those are vital and helpful. And I, and I love reading reviews. Want to know what you think about it. If you would like a signed copy, which includes a special gift bookmark, you can order from my website, sandraflack.com. My website, you'll also be able to learn more about me, read my blog and contact me for speaking opportunities because I would love to come to your adoption and foster care group, uh, your church, uh, your your gatherings, wherever you're looking for uh, a speaker. Um, I speak on adoption and foster care, parenting and all of the things I normally talk about on the podcast, um, as well as, you know, just walking with the Lord and walking at your calling. Um, so lots of different things I can speak on. So feel free to reach out if you're looking for a speaker for an event or a retreat. Um, and I'd like to give a big shout out to um, our Care Portal County sponsors, Tri-Nuclear Corporation, Bishop Bowdry Construction, and National Bank of Cooksakie, and our newest sponsor, Coleman Insurance Agency. These businesses care about children and families in crisis, and they help us 
do what we do. You can check out our website for uh, links to their websites if you would like to check out our sponsors. Be sure to find and follow JFO on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. You can also find and follow me, Sandra Flack, as well on your social media. I'd love to connect with you there. I am grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today, and I am thrilled to have you along for the journey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adoption and Foster Care Journey podcast, brought to you by Justice for Orphans. We hope you were encouraged today. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and share it with your fellow foster and adoptive parent friends so they can be encouraged too. Be sure to find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Justice for Orphans. And check out our website for vital resources at justicefororphansny.org.